And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. Dave, how was your weekend? Oh, I'd say it was pretty good. Pretty laid back this weekend. Um, I went racing Saturday. Nice. Um, total shit show of an event. I went home. That's it. I mean, I laid around and watched football and got pissed at fantasy again. When you said went home, does that mean you didn't win something or you just decide, fuck it, I'm out? I would say I said, fuck it, I'm out. Um, gotcha. It was just a shit show of an event. Um, wasn't ran properly. So, oh, I, I all right. That makes sense. Gotcha. And your fantasy team did not do well. <laughs> Uh, not, no, man. I have three teams, okay? If I could have all three win, or the right team win, like there's one team is just shit, and I know that's shit, and if they lose, I'm okay with it. Well, that team won. My other teams suck. Give up, man. <laughs> uh, I almost erased the app the other day. <laughs> well, I got you, man. Well, look, I guess I have some kind of good news. I was actually able to eat semi-solid food. Oh, getting better, huh? Finally. Yes, after yes. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what, can you eat cottage cheese now or what? Oh, oh, dude, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, <ow. laughs> no, I actually had some spaghetti and some chicken. Oh, stepping up. Yeah, that might not sound very exciting for most people, but for me, it was like the most exciting thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be long till you can start eating beef jerky again. And I want some fucking chips and salsa. Yeah, you want something to challenge your gums. And yeah. <laughs> Insert joke here. <laughs> but yeah, Dave, I guess we have a lot to talk about, and I am going to be traveling again, so we're kind of doing this show early. So you know what? How about we get to some scene news? All right, let's roll. All right, Dave, it is scene news time, and we're going to start off with a Foo Fighters story. I guess they have released a statement after it says like hundreds of fans were were turned away from the O2 Arena, I guess, in London. I think that's where it took place. But the story is a little strange because the statement didn't seem very welcoming. I don't know. It didn't seem like they really cared that anyone got no, turned away. Cold. Yeah. They're saying it's because fans were told to only buy tickets from quote-unquote authorized sources. So I guess a bunch of fans still bought them off of, I guess, what an unauthorized source would be. (laughs) Which I don't even know. Is that StubHub? Is that something like that? And then also, do they have those in England? I don't know, and I'm not going to do the research because I don't really care. Yeah, and they needed some discrepancy between photo ID and your ticket, and some were turned away. And then they welcomed him back, but most people already took off and left. So I would say majority of those people are upset, but who knows? Well, I mean, that seems weird. And I don't know about your opinion on this, but if you buy, let's say you buy four tickets for your friends, right? If two of them have to work later than you and you give them the two tickets, but then that name does not match what's on the ticket itself. Because first of all, since when do they print your name on a ticket anyways? But let's just say it's something like that where you're going to pick up the ticket. Why wouldn't you be able to say, okay, I'm leaving these two tickets for these two people. You know, I can't just show up with the people I bought tickets for all the time. We're going to meet here at the show. 
Yeah, I feel like they're trying to take on the responsibility of the ticket. I mean, no matter what, the the ticket was per- purchased. Like either way, they made their money off of it. I I would assume. I don't think they should necessarily care about who's entering with the ticket that they purchased. Yeah, I guess they're trying to stop scalping and they're trying to stop people on StubHub charging more because obviously the Foo Fighters don't go over to England that often. And they were saying ticket prices were like 200 to 250 pounds in some cases, which is huge. I mean, that's fucking a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money to be turned away from. So I understand, yeah, you don't want to buy from an unauthorized site, but then also it's probably pretty difficult to buy from the authorized ones as well. Yeah, being such a high ticket cost and such a big venue and a big band, I feel like this shouldn't be an issue. (laughs) You would hope not, but I don't know. I still don't know how to get around all the scalping. Look, I hate StubHub. I don't buy tickets from there. I think it's bullshit that, Especially, like, think of the brand new show that sold out in seconds. And I was there. Yeah. I was fucking there in time Mm -hmm. for them. I should have been able to get them. You know it was a lot of StubHub people and a lot of bots that were buying tickets. That's absolute fucking bullshit. But how do you get around that? I'm not sure that this is the way of getting around that. No, I don't see that either. But I guess until we have an actual good way of doing it, maybe we can't talk about it either. I don't know. But... This yeah, really yeah, does who knows? suck. Time, time will tell on that one. Yeah, that's true. And really, it does suck. Yeah. Um. wonder if, was there any money reimbursed for people who didn't come back to the show or is just their loss? I did not see anything in the story about that, but I would assume it's their loss. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Once again, it's the consumer that gets fucked. Oh, yeah. Well, now we'll move on to Max Bemis of Say Anything. He did an interview where he said he will once again be working with Marvel, but this time he's going to be writing for the superhero Moon Knight. Now, Dave, do you know who Moon Knight is? Not a clue. Tell me about him. So he's a superhero in the Marvel Universe where his powers actually, I don't know if you would say if they like show up or it can actually be used, but it's more he becomes more powerful at night. And his powers become like full blast when there's a full moon. That seems like a very flawed superhero. Yeah, I never really got into it. <laughs> but you know what? I would actually rather be a fan of something like that than one of, you know, the big time ones. Like, I'm glad Max Bemis isn't writing for, you know, Spider-Man or something yeah. like that. Like, it I'm, is cool. I'm over all the superhero stuff recently. I'm not over it because I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Infinity War. Oh, yeah. I- I just want a new superhero. Like, not, I don't want there to be based off a comic. I want there to be a completely new superhero. And I'm tired of this whole entire everyone's superhero powers are <laughs> equivalent to one another. In no world will um, Iron Man go hand to hand with Captain America. That's not a fight, it's garbage. I'm with you in some ways, but not with you in others. Because <laughs> I really <laughs> like that fight in Civil yeah. War. I love the movie, but I'm like, this isn't fair. He can just fly him into the outer space and just leave him. Oh, sure. Right. No, that's true. But you got to remember, too, Captain America is very, very strong. He is. But I think he's he's like strong, like Wolverine type of strong. Like I don't know. I think he's a step under Superman. No way. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the answers to Superman. That's Marvel's answer to Superman right there. He's the ah. do-good, he's the always do-good guy. Like, that is their answer to him. I think he's only a step under 
Maybe I just like the bad guys, man. I don't know. Oh, no. I understand that. I do like a lot of bad guys, that's for <laughs> yeah. sure. But yeah, it's it's really hard to create new superheroes nowadays because there are so many. And you might think you've created something new, but then there's just an independent comic that's done the same thing. We just don't know about it because we hear about DC and Marvel. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I like Max Bemis. I think he's extremely smart. He'll probably make a very good comic. I might check it out just because it's him. All I know is I'm excited because I have my tickets for he's doing two nights in Boston. And this is going to be a big tour, I think, starting in January, where he's going and playing two or three nights in all these different places. And they're pretty small clubs, too, which is nice. So I chose the night that has is a real boy and in the defense of the genre. Okay, That sounds pretty cool. I saw that posted. That looked really neat. Yeah, it was, right? So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I think that's the main thing for me is, yes, I get to see Say Anything again. And Is A Real Boy is a fucking masterpiece. So Yeah, that, I would say that's my highlight for them, too. That's why I had to see that one, you know? Yeah. All right, Dave. So here's a fun one. There is a video going around from someone's Twitter where Johnny Craig of Slaves and, you know, everything else he's done, he is <laughs> apparently choking another fan at a show yeah uh that's frowned upon no uh, it can't be yeah he's um <laughs> he stumbles in the video he's all over the place it's just another johnny craig story <laughs> it's a tough one man it really is i thought the fall was extremely funny because yeah. <laughs> he's just right there and all of a sudden he's not yeah just vanishes yeah just completely gone and then when he gets up i was like oh it's great that nice fan is helping him up he's just using you know, his shoulder to stabilize himself, as anyone would normally do in a situation like that. Instead, when Johnny comes up, you see Johnny's hands on the neck of the kid. And then you see him say, I wish I could read lips because I don't know know what he was saying, but it looked like he was very angry with the kid. Yeah, he was pissed. So I don't know if maybe the guy was making fun of him, you know, after he fell. I would do too. I don't know. Maybe he gave him a kick when he was down. And we didn't see that because it was only at eye level that the guy was taking, you know, the Twitter video or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. But I was also really surprised that the kid or anyone around them didn't knock Johnny out. Oh, I know. I was. That's what confuses me the most about the video. Like, I would, like then the song was over and everyone clapped. I was expecting, like, chaos after that video. So I'm so confused by what was going on. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they are just real super fans. And that was like an awesome thing for them to have that happen around them. I mean, you know, and I'm going to say allegedly, but in my opinion, it looked like he wasn't necessarily sober. Once no. again, my, my opinion, but from that video, from falling, as well as the look in his eyes, it yeah. did not really look like he was in his right mind. I'm not saying that he was, but it's a possibility. Yeah, and did you see the the rest of the band when this was going on? They kind of turned their backs to it, and yeah. they were kind of like on edge. That was really weird, too. And then I did read some of the comments because some people had some pretty funny you know, jokes to go along with it, but someone else said that they were there, and apparently Johnny had his back to the crowd like the entire set, even before that <laughs> happened, and then their set, he cut it short. And that happened to me when I saw Slaves as well. He, you know, he sang to everyone. They cut their set really, really short. So, and that was the last time I saw Slaves. Not on this tour, obviously, I missed. 
I missed it because of, you know, the oral surgery that I had. But the last yeah. time before that, you know, they broke up like right after that show that I went to see them at. So I don't know. It just seems like he's back to his old ways. And it just really sucks because he's so fucking talented. Yeah, he's I mean, he's been in how many how many bands by now? Isn't uh, it four or five? Yeah, I want to say so. And I would say all of them have about the same opinion on him. He's the problem. <laughs> it really can't be anyone else. I mean, there was the warp Tour incident. There is a ton of stuff. And once again, when I said apparently chokes another person, it's because yeah. he's done that before. Last time was a female. And I, I didn't I've have to see video, but I've seen still pictures of it. So I, I know that it did happen. So this just adds to it. Uh, I feel like if this would have been a female this time, it would have been taken as lightly with everything going on today. I, I, I'm still shocked it didn't take off. Like, I, I was waiting for him to get hit in the face. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine, and that's why we don't know what he was saying. The tone in his face, I guess, or the facial features, the way it seemed like he was talking to the guy he had his hand around his throat, looked like it wasn't something nice that he was saying. But the guy, you know, was kind of laughing. And then stayed yeah. around when Johnny got back on stage. So that's the own, you know, that's his fault. I don't know what I would do in that situation. If there's someone that I really liked who was all of a sudden choking me, I would still think my first instinct would be to knock his fucking teeth out. No matter what, yeah. no matter how much I loved his music, no one's putting uh, their yeah. hands on me like that. I would definitely help yeah. him up. I wouldn't have laughed. Uh -huh. I would have helped him up off the ground no matter what, even if he was high, allegedly. Yeah. So I don't know if that guy kicked him, then he deserved worse. You know, if something happened, if that guy did something to him when he was on the ground physically, he deserved worse than the fake choking thing or the light choking thing, whatever you want to call it. It just really sucks. I would love to talk to Johnny. I would love to be able to understand anything about any of the stuff that he does. He's just so fucking talented. It's almost like he doesn't deserve to be that talented or almost like that talent haunts him. And yeah, he constantly, yeah, he constantly acts out as a way of saying, like, I don't deserve this. So I'm going to act out so that I don't know, I don't have to live up to the pressure that this voice holds for me. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I think I think the whole entire I think the slaves thing isn't as big as what he wants it to be, which isn't helping. I think that's kind of fueling his addiction again, allegedly. Um, it just sucks. Uh, obviously, he's talented. I haven't seen anything else come out about this, which I'm still surprised of. If that guy wouldn't have laughed it off, I think this would have been more. But yeah. since he did and it looked like it didn't kind of bother him, I think that's mm -hmm. the only reason. Because now, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know how the contracts, you know, the change in contracts happened or not. But aren't they on Warner Brothers now? Like, didn't Warner Brothers take over for Artery? Yeah, they did. I And I feel like Warner Brothers are just going to kick them after this album, to be honest with you. So They might. They absolutely yeah, might. I, I can see that coming. And it sucks, too, because that new Slave song that they put out before Johnny Hurt is back. It was fantastic. It's one of their best tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. So there was a lot of promise. And once again, the lyrical content of that was, I know you think I'm going to let you down, but just you wait because I'm not. And it's like, you know, shit like this happens. It's like, come yeah. on, man. What the fuck? Like, I want him to be so awesome. And it just, you see shit like this. Yep, I was a, definitely a huge Johnny Craig fan for a long time. So if anyone hasn't seen the video, they they need to go check it out and form an opinion of themselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, look, I watched that video over and over again. Yep. <laughs> All right. 
Moving on, there is an upcoming Chester Bennington tribute concert that's going to be at the Hollywood Bowl on Friday, October 27th, and they have a bunch of special guests announced. They've got Jonathan Davis of Korn, three members of System of the Down, Ollie Sykes of Bring Me the Horizon, M. Shadows of Event Sevenfold, Sinister Gates of Event Sevenfold, Blink-182, Machine Gun Kelly, Ryan Key of Yellow Card, and Ciara, I think is how you say that? Yeah, I think so. Wasn't she the guest vocalist for that terrible, terrible Linkin Park song? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So what I am hoping that they do in this, which would be very cool, is if they go ahead and each one of those people either plays on a Linkin Park track or guest vocals on the Linkin Park track, however they decide to do it. I don't know how they're going to do song choice and all that kind of stuff, but if they come out and they do all Linkin Park songs, that would be very cool. Yeah, I would be interested in seeing that. I'm sure there'll be live streaming of this everywhere, or I don't know, you think there will be? Will be? It depends. I think they could they could certainly turn this into a charity event where yeah, if like they live stream, yeah, you donate 10 bucks or something like that, yep. and it goes to suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would work out very idea. well. Yeah, exactly. What I would say also, and I know some people are probably debating this a little bit, like, hey, you know, this is glorifying suicide and it's glorifying Chester, even though, you know, he made this terrible decision. And that's kind of what Head from Corn had said. And apparently, you know, he asked forgiveness and the band forgave him and whatever. But I would assume that in this concert, probably after every single song, they will do an anti-suicide, call this number, plug this, plug that, all anti-suicide stuff. So what I would guess is probably a lot of those members have personal stories about Chester that they would share. They'd do a song, you know, they talk about not committing suicide, plug the number, and then you go on to the next thing. That's what I would think. That's how I would program it for sure. Yeah, I'm interested for sure. Um, I imagine this would be a really lengthy tribute or um, show you might call it. I'm sure they'll have a whole bunch of um, uh, suicide prevention announcements. I'm kind of surprised they don't have a logic on that after that track that he did recently that went, it went, it went viral. I don't think he was on that lineup, which still surprises me, but yeah, I think it's a good thing to do. I'm interested to see, especially the system of a down. I think that really, that'll be cool to listen to. Well, everyone, it seems except for surge. Yep. Which is kind of strange. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. But maybe there's a conflict in what he had to do. You know, there's always contractual things sometimes that you just can't make. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yep, definitely. there are tons and tons. I mean, every band came out, you know, besides Guar and was like, yeah. Linkin Park is the greatest of all time. And Chester Bennington is the greatest singer of all time. You know, like all that kind of stuff. So they probably had to whittle that down to people that either really, really knew him or had toured with him, or something important that they would be able to actually talk about. Yeah, everyone has to have a personal story with him, I think. I would guess. I would certainly guess. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about when it's all said and done as well. Yeah, that'll be good. And lastly, to kind of end this on a thoughtful note, probably, there's a bunch of crazy, crazy band stories going on right now, and they've been going on for a little while, too. Dave and I have held off on talking about them because we're really waiting for all the evidence, all the reports, everything to come out before we pass judgment on anyone. And when we say this right now, we're currently talking about he is we and decapitated. 
And both of them have separate issues, but issues that are extremely, extremely important. And to pass judgment without knowing who's really at fault wouldn't be the right way to go. I mean, because when you start accusing someone of the things that these people are accused of, you can ruin their lives even if it's not true. Yeah, that the statement being out already is enough to ruin that band. Both bands. If it comes out, yeah. If it's if it's not true, uh, they're still done. I mean, that's what they're going to be. That's what they're going to be remembered of. And that really does suck, unless they did it. And then it's like, okay, yes. well, then you know your whole career and your lives deserve what they get. But if they're not true, they definitely don't deserve it. But that will be that fucking a that scarlet letter on them for forever. Yeah, there's. I think there's a few of those bands going around still today that that's the first thing I think of, you know, and that's even if it's not true, that's what you remember because it was so big in your newsfeed for so long. I mean, think about it. Johnny Craig has it. Now, he oh, has yeah. been guilty of some of it, not guilty of other things, but definitely guilty of some. So, yeah, it's just something that you can go ahead and look up the stories for sure. I would suggest that you look at both sides and not just focus on one. That way, maybe you can get more of the story. But right now, we don't know who's telling the truth and who's not. Yeah, don't jump to conclusions on any any of those stories just yet. Yeah, later on, you can get your jump to conclusions mat out from Office Space <laughs> and really go yes. to town. But for right now, let's not jump to conclusions. We'll, we'll break out the mat. When we get the answers we, we desire, we're going to break out the jump to conclusions mat on the show. There you go. All right, man. Well... I think that brings us to the end of Scene News. So now it's time for new songs. Let's go. All right, everyone. It is new song time, and we start off with Limbs Poison. This is a single celebration for their signing to Equal Vision Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have Wolf and Bear with Armillaria Malia, the third single released off their upcoming record, Everything is Going Gray, coming out on Blue Swan Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Vespera with Obsidian Dreams. The album The Thoughts That Plague You comes out in 2018. So once again, we have a while, but let's take a listen. 
Next up, All Pigs Must Die with Blood Wet Teeth. The album Hostage Animal comes out October 27th on Southern Lord Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, one of Ty's favorites, it's Jinx with Fade. Let's take a listen. Next, we have The Black Dahlia Murder with Matriarch. The album Nightbringers comes out October 6th on Metal Blade Records. Let's take a listen. Next up, it's 10 Years with Burnout. The new album, How to Live as Ghosts, comes out October 27th. Let's take a listen. Next up is Citizen, Fever Days. The album As You Please comes out October 6th on Run For Cover Records. Let's take a listen. Can't get anything, I can't get 
Now we have a one-off by Too Close to Touch. It's called Leave You Lonely. Let's take a listen. Now we've got the new one from Marilyn Manson, Kill For Me, all in caps and with a number four. The new album, Heaven Upside Down, comes out October 6th on Cooking Vinyl. Let's take a listen. Next up, Axis, Fear and Impulse. The album Shift comes out November 10th on Good Fight Music. Let's take a listen. Now we have the highly anticipated new track from Asking Alexandria. It's called Into the Fire, and their new album comes out December 15th. Let's take a listen. Next up, The Dirty Youth with Hurricane. Let's take a listen.
Now we have Phineas with the title track of their new album, Dark Flag, coming out November 17th on Solid State Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Winds the Plague, Never Alone. The upcoming album, Blood of My Enemy, comes out October 27th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. And last up, we have New Haven with Attention, A-T-T-N. And for right now, this is a standalone single, so let's take a listen. All right, we just finished with a bunch of new songs there. Dave, any standouts for you? I have been waiting and waiting for that Wolf and Bear song to be finally released mm -hmm. uh, as a single. It's been a live version of it around for so long, and finally to hear it in the studio, so good. Yeah, Did man. you get a chance to like that one? Yeah, man. That's their third single coming yep. out, and I am really, really looking forward to that album. Yeah, that's that's one of my top look forward to. I think it's uh, October 3rd. It'll be out. I'll probably pre-order this one. And the limbs. I'm not sure if you've ever seen limbs live. I have not. But they are terrifying. Really? Okay. Oh Explain. My gosh. These guys. Okay. There's a smaller venue 
in Columbus called Double Happiness. Mm-hmm. And these guys were everywhere in that venue. They were jumping in the ceiling. This dude was out in the crowd just like getting in everyone's face. I have a video of it. This guy, I would say per performer-wise, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, look, I like the track. Yeah, I did too. I'm, I'm happy that band got somewhere. Signing to Equal Vision, That's I wouldn't say that's an easy thing to do, especially when I saw them. They were like a third-tier band. They weren't anywhere close to being headlining. Yeah, man, really, there were only two tracks, I think, that I was just like, eh, and I didn't really <laughs> care for. The one was Jinx. And that was something that Jackson and I did not like the first time Ty brought it to our attention. I had never heard about this band before, but I think their lyrical content is shit. And (laughs) I am just not a fan. I know some people are a fan and, you know, that's completely fine. And I hope you go out and pre-order their music, go see them live, do all that kind of stuff. For me, though, it's just not my thing. The other one is 10 years. I'm just not a fan of that type of radio rock. No, me neither. Um, What about Too Close to Touch? I really like that Too Close to Touch track. Yeah, I that's one of those bands I have yet to really catch with me. I mean, I, I love their very first album or EP. Oh, yeah. I forget what it was. No, album. That one's my favorite. Nerve ending. The other ones are always so blending to me. Do me a favor then. It's something that Jackson and I talked about for a long, long time. Listen right. to that final track on the new Too Isley? Close to Touch. Yep. That's a good one. That one's okay. like... Well, you, that didn't get you into the rest of the album though? Not really. Uh, I wow. mean, that song's really good because how personal it is, right. um, if you know the backstory to that. Very true. And by the way, I just want to mention to people, because we're dealing with weird Wi-Fi connections, there's like a clipping sound you might hear every once in a while. I might not be able to get rid of that, just letting you know you know, what happens. It can't be perfect quality all the time. <laughs> it's just Wi-Fi. And if it's me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Either way, you know, you're in Ohio, I'm in Mass., this is still a big deal that we have such a good sounding show, you know, that far away. It's just every once in a while you're going to hear a clip. It happens. Yeah, I've had three to five people actually ask me if me and you are in the same room. So some of the previous episodes must have been pretty good. So forgive us for this. <laughs> That's good because I've heard other people listen to shows where people are in the same room and it sounds fucking terrible. Like they're completely <laughs> across the country from each other. So, yep. I like the Too Close to Touch song, as we just mentioned. What did you think of the new Asking Alexandria that everyone was waiting for? I mean, we were talking about it. We were hyping it up yep. for forever. That was the one I was about to bring up with you next. Um, uh, I don't even know what to say. I would say it's better than I expected. The end of the song I liked a lot more than the beginning. Okay. The beginning sounded a lot like the black. But the end, I liked uh, Danny really getting more aggressive with the vocals. See, for me, I thought you wouldn't like it because when I listened to it, to me, it sounded like a continuation of From Death to Destiny. I mean, it still it it still had like a hairband feel to it, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> well, look, you know how I feel about From Death to Destiny. So for me, I was completely fine with it. Okay, okay. Did you, I'm going to assume you didn't watch the music video? No, I did actually. Okay. How do you think about that one? I think it was fine. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird <laughs> music video, which I expect yeah, from them too now. So, Yep. But no, I liked it, and I am looking forward to the album. It is funny. Danny said there would not be an album before the end of the year, and now there's going to be an album before the end of the year. Yeah, that, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be good. But I like these singles as well, so I see nothing really wrong except for you know a couple of them. Yeah, just a few. 
But yeah, that's still quite a lot, and I think we did a good job. It feels like we're running through things, but we have so much to talk about in the next segment that we just got to get there. (laughs) Yep, we got to get there. So here it is, our favorite part of the show. Oh yeah, that is right. Let's get to album reviews. It is album review time and we have so much to talk about. (laughs) I don't know if they're ready. I don't know if anyone's ready either, but we're going to mix these up. So we kind of have them in a random order here. So let's start off with Circus Survive, The Amulet on Hopeless Records. This is a rock, prog rock, experimental rock band. It's their sixth full album. Everyone knows Circus Survive. So before I go on, I know that Dave has been chomping at the bit to rip into this. So Dave, take it away. Well, (laughs) uh, they might call this the sixth album. I'm going to try to say something positive. Oh. The artwork looked kind of cool. Sure. Um, Other than that, man, I mean, this was a snooze fest. This was everything I thought it would be. This is so boring and so cult-like, <laughs> I could not stand it. I got bored. I didn't know when the album was done. I was hoping – I was okay, I thought the album was done. I was on track like five or six. I'm like, no way. This is, it was 43 minutes long. Right. Um, if you're going to listen to this, you got to be bored. I mean, bored. Well, all right. Let's say this, by the way. You are not a fan of Circus Survive anyways, right? No, I mean, I can pull out some from earlier earlier albums, mm-hmm. um, but nothing I can write home about. <laughs> well, this is why I would say for it then. This is a Circus Survive album. You know yeah. what I mean? They didn't change anything around, really. It's their same style, and they have a specific style that they follow. So if you're a fan of Circus Survive, you're going to like this album. I see no reason why you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with you not liking them already, of course you're going to think this is boring in a snooze fest. It's the type of music that they play. Now, I would say for sure that I respect them. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a fan. I find it hard to go to their shows because I can't necessarily get into it as much. But I think Anthony Green has an amazing voice. And the whole band is talented. So I don't mind putting on a Circus Survive album if I'm in the mood for something like that. It's rare that I am. Yeah. I But I think it drives me crazy that I know he can be like he is in that latest Sayosin album. And I appreciated that way more than this. And with Circus Survive, like you said, every album, it's a Circus Survive album. However, when your album sales peaked on album three and it's slowly declining, it's time for a change. This is album six and it sounds like album two and one and every one of them. It's time to change. This is when bands should change. Well, it could also be that that's just regular album sales stuff. Maybe. What I could gather their top sales-wise album was Blue Sky Noise, and it debuted at number 11 on the charts. Okay. And ever since then, it is just kind of... I, I don't see this being any better than that. I haven't heard too much positive about it besides Circus of Five fans. 
Yeah, and I think that's the way it's going to be. Is I don't think yeah. they're going to pick up new fans from this. And we've said no. this before. This kind of falls into the same category as some other bands that we've talked about recently, as well as I would say at least another band coming up that we're going to talk about where they kind of just make the same music over and over again. So it does bleed a little bit. Like if you heard one of these tracks on this album, you might not be able to tell what album it's actually supposed to be on. No, there's there's no way. That'd be a good challenge. It would be. But then don't forget, this argument could be used against us later when we talk about a different band. Okay. But we'll there's get to... two bands I have down the road that we're going to talk about here right. that fall under this category. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We'll definitely get to it. But once again, I do think they're talented. I think you have to like them already to really be into this album and to have been looking forward to it. I think that's the whole point. It's not that they're bad. It's they're a certain type. And you have to like that type of music to like this. And we will actually say that probably a couple of times coming up in further reviews. Definitely. So why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of Stay. So once again, that's Circus Survive, The Amulet on Hopeless Records. Next up, we have Cradle of Filth, Cryptoriana, The Seductiveness of Decay on Nuclear Blast Records. I can say for one thing, I'm very happy that I don't have to say that title anymore after this. (laughs) That's for sure. This is a UK horror metal band. This is their fucking 12th album. Yep. They are huge veterans in the genre starting in the early 90s. That's fucking insane. I remember seeing them at OzFest when I was very young. I would say this has great drumming and great guitar work. It's epic and evil sounding. But this is my caveat. They're very hit and miss for me. Okay. And was it a hit or a miss? No, no, no. They're hit and miss based (laughs) on song. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there are some things I really like from them, and there are other things I'm just like, ah, this is the same old thing, or, you know, they uh-huh. they put way more wailing in it than I'm okay. into, you know, like that kind of thing. But I have tons of respect for them. I think my issue with this album and other albums of theirs is that this is another band where they blend. Okay, yeah, which is impressive to do with 12 albums almost. What they have done is extremely impressive. They go around with huge makeup on and they're all done and they're doing OzFest and fucking Warp Tour in the summer just with all that heavy shit on too. I mean, I have complete respect for these guys. It's just, you know, sometimes their stuff bleeds together. It wasn't my cup of tea, I will say. <laughs> it's another one. You have to like this kind of genre of yep, music. definitely. So if you like this, There's no reason why you're not going to like this album. So I did a little bit of research on this band as well. Started in 94, like you said, 90s. Mm -hmm. When do you think they peaked album sales wise? All right, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say their ninth album. It is the album that was released in 2004. So I think (laughs) you're close. (laughs) 700,000 copies. 
That's uh, pretty damn worldwide. good. That's yeah. good, right? So their latest album, not this one, the one before it. How much do you think this sold first week? Uh, dude, I have uh, honestly these questions mean nothing to me because I never <laughs> ever follow record sales, so I can't even venture a guess. I'm gonna say I, two billion. Two billion. <laughs> It was roughly thirty five hundred. Okay, all right. Okay, so I only follow this because I feel like bands, when they see these declines, they should change. If you want to continue to make money, if no one likes your music, no one's going to buy it. Um, I'm sure they don't. <sighs> they're not making as much money as they did in the early two thousands. Well, maybe they make it off of tours though, just like every other band. They could, but that extra seven hundred thousand sales got it had to help. <laughs> well, here's I mean, but you do bring up a point that I think is often discussed, and it's like I don't want bands changing if they're not selling music, because that's not necessarily saying that they want to make that style of music. I don't want fake shit. You know what I mean? I no. want a band to make the music they want to make. That's true. I mean, you can look at it both ways, I guess. If I like a band. I'd obviously don't want them to change, but if there's a band I'd, like Circus Revive, I want them to change so bad because a part of me really wants to like them. <laughs> um, this could fall under that category, which they would have to change a lot for me to really enjoy them. But well, sure, people would riot if they changed. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, I think they do have a very loyal fan base. I don't think you can stick around for twelve albums without a loyal fan base. Now, sure, that might not show in absolute album sales. But that doesn't yeah. mean that it doesn't show in merch sales or VIP show, you know, backstage shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can be shown somewhere else. So that's the only thing. I That's why I never follow record sales because I'm not sure. And I think the record industry is trying to figure that out as well. Does it actually matter or not? Yeah. I think eventually we'll get, I like the numbers of like streaming. Spotify makes it very easy to see like, how many streams an album has? I think I'd be I'd be more looking forward to see those numbers than anything anymore. Right. So I'm I don't have Spotify, so I need to dip into that. <laughs> yeah, I have Spotify. I definitely use that a lot because with what we do, it is so ridiculously hard to have to buy every album. Just imagine. I mean, we're doing sometimes ten to fifteen albums a week. We can't afford that. We can't buy that shit. Yeah, and it, some of it literally is shit. Well, that's that's the problem. Like, I don't mind. I mean, I think a lot of people know who listen to the show. I buy a lot from the bands that I really like because I want to support them and I want them to do well. I would never download their music illegally. I would never, you know, try and get their music for free. I always want to support the artists that I love. So that's what I'm always going to do. But that's why I don't necessarily trust record sales and all that kind of stuff. And I do want to state it again because I think that's something that people get really upset about. I do not want a band to change for me. I want them to do their own thing and hopefully I will like it. But if I don't like it, I know there are thousands of other bands I that I can listen to that I love already. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So Dave, I do have it written down here. I completely forgot. These are long tracks as well. After the first track, Every song is over six minutes long, pretty much. Yeah, with a grand total of one hour and six minutes. Yeah, they put a lot into their albums. Like, that's another reason to respect them. There's, like I said, the composition of these tracks is really good as well. For sure. Like you said, um, their live performance, how crazy was that? <laughs> really crazy. <laughs> yeah, I No, absolutely. Let's take a listen to Death and the Maiden.
So I'm saying this one more time. It's Cradle of Filth, Cryptoriana, The Seductiveness of Decay on Nuclear Blast Records. All right, Dave, here we go. Enter Shikari, The Spark, on Ambush Reality. I'm going to let you take this away right now. (laughs) All right. This album was one of the strangest things I've ever listened to. I would like to hear someone who is a, a more Inter Shikari fan to review this because I mean I I like Inter Shikari early not the past two releases I would say and this one definitely no um I did find a couple highlights a couple really literally meaning two um <laughs> the rest was so weird and miss it missed for me look I like weird all right we just talked yeah. about fucking Cradle of Filth and, uh-huh. <laughs> and I know so much about them and I like their music a lot of the time. That's fucking weird. Uh-huh. This to me, and man, I know I'm going to piss some people off. This to me felt uninspired. Yes. Okay? I have always listened to Andrew Shikari. I've seen them every time they've come to the States. I stopped enjoying their music after a flash flood of color. All right? That's their third album. Okay. Yep. That's probably where I drew the line as well. Yeah. And I know... That they've been changing for forever. I remember, and I've talked about on the show, I remember Rue doing an interview and saying that he hates Take to the Skies. Okay, yeah. I fucking love that album. But he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. So look, I don't want him to do that album live if he doesn't have the passion for it anymore. If that's not Uh the band they are, then that's fine. I remember seeing Enter Shikari in a small-ass club in Boston when no one knew them and their fucking guitarist got up into the rafters and hung from the piping while playing guitar, and Rue came out and played on the fucking bar to 15 people. That's when I remember them being passionate. And I'm Uh not saying that you don't get worn out and you want to change your music. I am not saying that they shouldn't change their music. It goes back to what I said before. I want the band to do what they want. Just know that Enter Shikari now is not a rock band anymore. They're not post-hardcore. Like, I hated reading articles where people are like, the post-hardcore band Enter Shikari from England put out their new album. No. Enter Shikari, the electrono-pop band, put out a new album. Yeah. There is nothing rock about it. You can barely hear any instruments except for the drums, most of the album. There is a track that is so bad. Uh, I think it's called Airfield. Yes. I don't, I don't, there's nothing with it. Like, he's just, like, they forgot to finish the song. You know what's really funny is yeah. when you were explaining that, you went all robot voice and it reminded me of Enter Shikari. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect timing. It's just, you're absolutely right. And you know what's really funny? And I might be misquoting, but I'm pretty sure I saw this. On Twitter, someone who follows me loves Kellen Quinn from Sleeping with okay. Sirens. And uh-huh. I think Kellen put a post saying that that song he can't get out of his head and he continually listens and enters Shikari are geniuses. <laughs> so right there, yeah. you can see the change in attitude and the change in style of music that he likes right away because I didn't like anything on this album and I knew they were changing. So that's not the thing I was worried about. Once again, they hid all their instruments and in probably 98% of that album And then here's the thing. I don't think there's anything fake here. I don't think Rue and the gang, I don't think they're faking the type of music that they like. 
they've always, always been moving in this direction. So I don't fault them for that, nor do I hold it against them. But here's the thing that I think is always weird about them. They talk about not liking corporations and they talk about being anti-government and anti-mass media. But the way they change their music and the way they've always wanted their music is to get out to more people. And that's what they're doing right there. They are making themselves mass produced. For sure. They used to always like talk about or sing about, I should say, um, outer space. And like they have a whole bunch of space related songs. Right. This album literally feels like it's in outer space. Well, that's <laughs> that's for sure. And then they change the lyrics to you know, anti-corporation, anti-government, freedom of whatever you want to talk about. They did, and that's completely fine. I hold nothing against them for that whatsoever. It's just, to me, if you like this music, you like electronic music, and I just don't. I like some electronics in my metalcore and my post-hardcore and whatever from time to time, but not whole albums where that's what it is. I don't find that to be talented to do that no i i think i even laughed during rabble rouser okay that song those lyrics oh my gosh <laughs> oh yeah i mean some of the lyrics can really be deuce chilly for sure yeah but i know they're really trying and that's the yeah. that's the weird part like they're not fake they're certainly no, they're not just fake. weird Yeah, they're just weird, and they've always wanted to be this mass audience band, and now they can be. Now they can go play arenas, now they can do this, they can not play anything from Take to the Skies or Juggernaut, you know, they don't have to do any of that stuff. They can play stuff off of Minesweeper or Minesweeper, whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. they can do that stuff, and they can get their message across, and some people will like that. It's just very strange I don't know if you started being an Enter Shikari fan from the beginning, how you could possibly still be an Enter Shikari fan. No. And I'm right. I'm, I fit in that boat. <laughs> Me too. Me too, unfortunately. So look, they're doing whatever they want to do. I know this is a very polarizing album, I guess is probably the best yeah. way to put it, because it's really separating people for sure. I think this is shit. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But And honestly, I wasn't even expecting to talk about it. When I listened through it, I said, I will never listen to this again. And we probably yep. shouldn't be talking about it on the show. But I know a lot of people are interested in the album. I am not telling you not to listen to it. I think anyone who wants to listen to anything is great. So maybe something will you know, speak to you and you'll really enjoy this. This is just not for me. And I don't consider them in the scene anymore. I think they have uh, moved on to whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the way to put it. So, all right, man, give me the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. I'll give you a track six, Rabble Rouser. There we go. All right. Good choice. That was disgusting. (laughs) All right. So once again, that's Enter Shikari, The Spark on Ambush Reality, which is probably the last time we talk about them on the show ever. For sure. Next up, we've got Frank Iero and The Patience Keep the Coffins Coming EP on Staple Records. This is a punk rock slash pop punk band. For anyone that doesn't know, 
This is Frank from My Chemical Romance. It's four tracks, so it's pretty quick. But hey, that's punk, baby. This uh, this was strange. Um, it was definitely just a punk rock style. I don't have too much to say about it. I mean, it was different. It was a change of pace, um, especially after coming off the Inter Chikari album. Sure. Strange artwork, I will mention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and strange band name, I will say. Well, he's changed uh, the band name like twice already, I think. Just can't decide, huh? Well, he can just do whatever he wants. He's Frank. Yeah. I mean, Frank. look, I'm impressed because I haven't heard a real straight up punk album for a while. So okay. this was pretty nice, actually. It was a change of pace to kind of hear this. And I like hearing Frank's voice. I mean, it does remind uh, me of My Chemical Romance. So I have followed them for a while. I would go see them live for sure. I mean, it was just interesting. It's a quick punk EP. And really, the longest track is the last one. And that's yep. a very punk rendition of You Are My Sunshine, which I thought <laughs> yes. was really interesting. And I think they did a good job with it. They made it their they own. They did. Right. I wish the intro wasn't so long or I'd play it more often. <laughs> no, that's true. There is a long intro to it. But in general, you know, it's a nice quick EP for you to check out. So that way, you know, when they have new stuff come out that you should check it out. Yeah, I, I keep in touch. I'm sure there'll be new stuff coming out with that just being four tracks. There's more to come. Oh, for sure. But at least for right now, why don't we play a little bit of You Are My Sunshine? Of course. So once again, that's Frank Iero and The Patience Keep the Coffins Coming EP on Staple Records. Next up, we have Corey Stuhler. That's Corey with a K. And I think Stuhler is spelled S-T-U-H-L-E-R. The Things We Learn As We Grow Old EP. And it's an independent release. This is the drummer of Syracuse metalcore band Thoughts in Reverse. But this is not any metalcore whatsoever. This is acoustic guitar, rock slash pop. And man, I got to say, it's really nice stuff. I mean, the guy is obviously very talented. Yeah, this is also even a better change of pace. I mean, you have to be an acoustic guy to like it. But if you like any form of acoustic, I don't see how you could uh, turn your shoulder to this one. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. That's a very unfortunate last name, by the way. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I would have named it something else. But... It wasn't hard to find, though. Okay. So that was yeah. at least something. <laughs> and Corey with a K, though. Yes, you that's also Corey true. You with a K? All right, yeah. No, I found it. I was very impressed with myself. So I'm hoping other people... <laughs> but that's why I spelled it out, though, too, just in yeah. case. But yeah, man, yep. his voice is really damn good. I could definitely listen to this kind of thing, you know, in the right, in the right circumstances. And it's passionate. It's soulful. Like I said, he's very talented. If you were in the mood for acoustic rock pop, I don't know why you wouldn't come to this album. For sure. It's, um, like I said, if you like acoustic music, go get this. Go pick this one up. 
So why don't we give them a taste with To the End of the Earth. So once again, that's Corey Stuller, S-T-H-L-E-R, The Things We Learn As We Grow Old EP, and it is an independent release. Next up, another EP. This is Mastodon with Cold Dark Place on Warner Brothers Records. We actually have another Warner Brothers Records right after this. (laughs) But for now, this is another veteran band doing it since 2000. They are atmospheric prog rock or prog metal now. It's four tracks, but it's relatively long for four tracks. And I think they do a really good job in this EP of setting a certain mood. I think there's really great guitar work here as well. You can also tell they're telling stories, not only with the lyrics, but also with the composition and the music overall, which I think is really nice. Yeah, I I was expecting something completely different right with the name mastodon mm-hmm. uh, this was really impressive uh the like you said the guitar work it just sounds so almost perfect throughout the entire thing and an album before this i want to say mm-hmm. i listened to that one because an artist actually got a hold of me um we talked for a little bit i think his name, i think his page is art of skinner and he has a real uh exotic crazy album cover and this one also is pretty cool too so I'm happy to hear this band lived up to the expectation. Oh, dude, I mean, like I said, they've been around since 2000. They've changed their music a lot. They've gone through a lot. This isn't what they used to be. So this is a new Uh sound for them, for sure. Definitely. I think that's why I expected something different. I think back then I heard, like when the guy was talking to me about the artwork, I I went to listen to it, Mm -hmm. and I didn't like it, per se. Gotcha. So when I listened to this one, I was expecting maybe that sound, and it wasn't like that. Right. It was much better than I expected. No, exactly. So how about we play a little bit of Toe to Toes? So once again, that's Mastodon, Cold Dark Place EP on Warner Brothers Records. Oh man, alright. Are you ready for this one, Dave? 
I don't know if I am, honestly. <laughs> Me neither, but we got to trudge through it. We're going to be talking about Sleeping with Sirens gossip again on Warner Brothers Records. Look, this is how I got to start it out. This is pop, 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 electronic bullshit. <laughs> Accurate. The one thing I can say about this is the nice thing is in this album, they were very upfront about how bad it was going to be. Yeah. It's not <laughs> a slow descent into shittiness either. You start the album right away with a bam and right there, <laughs> shit. <laughs> they do. They just lay it out there really early for it. Yeah, so really they're not lying. For you. you know what I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> so you can say the good part is you knew what you were getting. I mean, we had talked about it. We had debated, are we going to talk about this album? But since so many people are, we have to. Thankfully, I've, I'm only hearing negative things people are saying. I don't know what can be pulled out of this that's like, yeah, this is good for the scene. This is horrible. I unfortunately have heard good things, and I've had no to really... Way. I've had to bite my tongue because Ooh. I don't want to get into Twitter and Facebook shit. Like, you I'm don't not... want to be on alt press again. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that they haven't picked up a lot of my Sleeping with Sirens chatter because a lot of people have tagged me and stuff. And if people tag uh -huh. me in things, then of course I respond. Yeah. You know, that's going to happen. I actually told all press on one of the things someone tagged me on. I was like, hey, look, go ahead and make an article out of this. Uh, but, <laughs> but of course they didn't. But yeah, man, look, everything in this album is so fucking processed. Yeah, this is bad. This is, I struggled to finish this. No, it was really difficult. Uh -huh. We're not joking around here. Probably, at least for me, I physically hurt listening to this album. That's how <laughs> yeah. bad this album is. I listened to it in a bad mood because I didn't want to be in a good mood, then listen to it, then be in a bad mood. <laughs> Look, I went into it hoping they would change my mind. Oh, yeah? I really did. I go into all these albums hoping that I'm going to love it. I really uh -huh. do. I want to be a Sleeping With Sirens fan again. I'll say that. Again. I want to be a Sleeping With Sirens fan again. But okay. they have totally lost me. In this album, Kellen's voice is so processed with so many effects and so much auto-tune, it's sickening. It is. There's a couple, I mean, there's so many towards the back half of that album that are just cringeworthy. Absolutely. It's the same with the fucking instruments. They're uh -huh. all, once again, like Enter Shikari, they're either hidden or they're processed. They have weird effects on them. You can barely hear them. There's no reason for them, apparently. As well, it doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing is real on this album. No. Um, this is just like the Enter Shikari album. I didn't feel, I don't know, like passion behind what they were saying. It no. was just so sugar-coated bullshit. Absolutely. And not only that, man, I even said, okay... They changed their sound. Fine. That's what they want to do. Let me check out the lyrics and see yep. if they're singing about anything that would make them quote unquote mature. You know what I mean? And that's a big uh -huh. thing that I heard about this album. Sleeping with Sirens is now more mature. This is their style of music. More mature, more mature, whatever. I go, okay, well then their lyrics must be more mature. That must be what they're talking about. Because taking away instruments does not make you more mature. No. So. I looked up the lyrics. They are so pedestrian and so full of insincerity. It sounds like a child wrote them. It does. And it that's really a does. direct reflection on Kellen. 
unless he's uh-huh. letting the band also write lyrics with him, something happened to him and I don't know what it was. And I'm really worried for him. I'm scared. I know that sounds sarcastic, but maybe uh-huh. something literally happened to him where he can't sing the way he used to and he had some weird brain trauma of the pressure got to him or something happened where he just can't write anymore. Maybe he had writer's block for so long that he just started ripping other bands' lyrics off. Like, that might just be it. Because if you even start, I think it's Gossip is the first track, right? Yeah. In that track, it's so disgusting that I almost threw my phone. Like, that's how how bad it was. (laughs) And when I talk about ripping off lyrics and stuff, they literally ripped off the romantics talking in your sleep in the chorus of that song. Like, you can hear it in there. It's that, and they ripped (laughs) off Maroon 5. Oh. And it's like Maroon Five. Oh, started on Maroon Five. It's so awful. But listen to it. Uh huh. It, it was like I or <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Kellen is yep. trying to be like them, and I don't understand because even those two don't use that many effects on their voice. Yeah, they have this naturally is... high voices, which I thought Kellen did as well. But uh-huh. I don't know what he's trying for, and I don't know what the band is trying for. Look, I didn't even hear a musical instrument until. Like track five, I think it was like one man army. And I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, holy shit, where did this come from? (laughs) I had to dig deep and listen to this probably three times to pick a song I could even be a little bit positive about. But I did find one. Oh, what track? Track seven, Closer. It takes a minute to really get going for me to like the first minute, really, I don't like it. And then about mid song, I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'll finish this one without cringing my fist. <laughs> I just don't know what happened to them. I don't know how you go from James Dean and tally it up to this. I, I don't get it. That's an excellent question. And I also, I really don't understand anyone who was a fan, how you can still be a fan unless you also love like the extreme pop music. And this also isn't good pop music. This is yeah. terrible garbage pop. Yeah, because if you liked sleeping um, in the early earlier stages, you matured as you got older. Sure. And their content is doing the opposite. <laughs> right. And that's why I think it's funny that people are saying that they have matured as artists. I don't see that whatsoever. No. I, just, I don't see it. I don't hear it. That's for sure. But here's the deal. I also want to tell people, I know we did this to ourselves. We didn't have to listen to the album, for sure. Now, we have a show where we do like to talk about the music that's out in the scene that's very popular. But what I also want to let people know is, if you don't think I should talk about it, or your your argument to me is, hey, just don't listen, shut the fuck up. Because I can do whatever the fuck I want to. Dave mm-hmm. can do whatever yeah. the fuck he wants to. And Sleeping With Sirens are not going to be hurt by the things we're saying to them. This is not going to hurt their album sales. This is not going to hurt anything. And we are a very truthful show. If someone's going to like this music, I, I can't talk them down. Right. They're too far gone. I'm not even <laughs> telling people not to listen to it. I'm just being honest about us and our feelings about this. Dave, if you had come on the show and told me you liked the album, I would not have stopped you from telling me all the good points you thought that were in the album. Uh-huh. You know yeah, what I mean? That... Like, so I just don't want to hear people bitch at me for being honest about this piece of fucking shit. And that's what it is. And look, by the way, I am not angry about this. I'm like the way parents get with their kids. I'm just disappointed. 
Yes. <laughs> but not, I'm not too surprised. No. They have been, once again, just like Enter Shikari, they've been going in this direction. I'm just surprised about how bad it is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's even bad for what it's supposed to be. Right. Like, they should be embarrassed, but maybe they're just making so much money that it doesn't matter. But what I would think is that maybe someday in the future, you know, let's say they stick around, they keep making albums. At some point, I think they're going to look back at this album and be embarrassed. Oh, I hope. I can only hope as well. You know, I did see random things, you know, you know, the headlines of random shitty outlets for music where they talked to different people in the band. And the band was like, oh, yeah, the next album might not even sound anything like this. We're just doing things that, you know, push our comfort zone or whatever. But also when you push your comfort zone, put some talent into it. Yeah. Learn some guitar solos or, you know, whatever. Push your voice so that you can do something crazy with it. Don't just make everything electronic and hide behind that. Yeah, which which brings up a good point. Almost before every release they have, you get an interview with Kellen saying, if you like, well, this has a sound similar to our early days. He knows, like he plugs that, so he gets people like you and I excited over it. But then it also lets me know that he is aware that that was a better sound. But then it comes out and it's nothing like like the first or second album. So that's, that just confuses me. Right. And once again, I am not saying that they should have kept the first two album sound. Obviously, you and I both like those albums and yeah. don't really like the later on stuff. I'm not saying they should have made the same albums again. I'm just saying they should make good music. Yeah, that's all. Definitely. Yeah, just make good music that shows your talent because you certainly used to be talented. So where did that talent go? You, and you're aware that it was good. They're not turning a shoulder to that music. <laughs> just try and remember the good times. You know, <laughs> yep. they may make terrible music now, but it wasn't always the case. And maybe in the future, they won't continue making terrible music. Maybe. <laughs> but if you like this album, I seriously question your taste, and I would love for you to tell me why you loved it. Because certainly not the lyrics. If you like the way <laughs> Kellen Quinn looks, if you're attracted to Kellen Quinn, that does not count for good music. Nope. It doesn't, because that's like the same as me saying, you know, Britney Spears. Wow, Britney Spears' music must have been great back in the day because she was hot. But that's not yeah. the case. So just, you know, if you're going to come at me with an argument, then make sure you've done your research. That's what I'm going to yep. say now. But you Definitely. know what? I have to play gossip because that track was so incredibly bad. And I need people to hear how bad it was. Yep. Seriously childish lyrics. It's, it's gross. It's absolutely gross. Ugh. So once again, that's Sleeping With Sirens gossip on Warner Brothers Records. All right, we're on the upswing now. Let's yep. get to the Eulogy Last Days EP on Bridge Nine Records. This is a hardcore thrash band, I would say. It's very mm -hmm. short. It's very, very short. And really, there's not anything that stands out necessarily here to distinguish them from so many other hardcore bands, but it's still a good listen. Yeah. It's a hardcore band, but yeah, it's if you still... Like hardcore and punk, you'll like it. Yeah, exactly. If you like that kind of stuff, you're going to like this. It's just very short. So once again, it does what an EP does. It gets the name out there, and I've said this for a bunch of weeks in a row. I fully believe that's the truth. It gets your name out there. You hear a few tracks. You know to listen in the next time they're around or to go see them live or something, and that's what they do. 
Yeah, especially with this genre, they can feature a lot of bigger names. I feel like so many like punk and hardcore can fit into this genre so well that when they release something else and they really want to blow up, they can maybe feature someone per se from Knock Loose or yeah. something like that. And it would be awesome. He does all the stuff now, Brian Garris. Yep. <laughs> sure does. So take yeah, just take 13 minutes out of your day and at least try it. You know? Yeah, why not? In fact, here's a taste. Here's in vain. So once again, that's the Eulogy Last Days EP on Bridge Nine Records. Spoiler alert, I just want to let you know that the last three albums I really, really liked. Okay. So we saved the best for last, in my opinion. All right? All right. I'm curious to know what your best of the week is, so let's get (laughs) to them. First one, The Movie Life, Cities in Search of a Heart on Rise Records. This is a pop-punk, hardcore, post-hardcore band They broke up and reformed twice. This is their (laughs) fourth album and first in 14 years. Yes. And man, I enjoyed this album a lot. Yes, this was, I'm inclined to say, my favorite release of the... Whoa. Of these ones we reviewed. Hey. I think it was. All right. Um, it's, It's easy to listen to and it can pull in from so many other fan bases. Mm -hmm. And you can find something you like in this album. Absolutely. No, for sure. And I was never a huge Movie Life fan before, but I think it's really that I just never got a chance to really listen to them. So because of this album, I am going to go back and listen to all their other stuff as well. Someone told me to look this group up, and I looked back at all their older stuff, and that's how I found this release a month or so back when it was announced. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like the older stuff, and then I... Got to this one. I didn't even look at the release dates. I got to this one. I said, wow, this one's way better. Let me listen to the rest of this album. Why can't I get it? Oh, it's because they just released a couple singles. And the album's coming out. So this is by far my favorite release from them. All right. Well, that's interesting then. So they're actually getting new fans from this new album. Yeah. Got me. Yeah, for sure. And look, I thought they did a great job of switching things up so that everything didn't sound the same, which was similar to what you were talking about as well. And yeah, I really enjoyed the vocal styles. There was some great rasp in that voice. And really, it seemed Mm -hmm. like they didn't miss a step whatsoever. No, This was a really, really great comeback album. For sure. You can sing along to almost every one of these songs. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed this. It was a big surprise for me. It's probably the biggest surprise of this week, for sure. I could agree with that. So do you have a favorite that you would like us to play? Uh, My favorite would be Mercy is Asleep at the Wheel. All right.
So once again, that's The Movie Life, Cities in Search of a Heart on Rise Records. Next up, my first love of the week. This is Counterparts, You're Not You Anymore on Pure Noise Records. This is Canadian hardcore slash melodic hardcore. It is their fifth album. It's actually pretty quick, clocking in at under 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty quick. But man, I fucking love this album. Yeah, I would say it's not going to maybe pull too many other people in. It sounds similar to their old stuff. But having said that, I still really enjoyed it because I was a fan of them before. Well, I thought that was something good that they did, where they didn't completely change everything. They kind of made it a mix of most of their albums. Yeah, the the lyrical content in this one I liked probably the most from their previous releases too. Yeah, they've gone through a lot. Yeah. They definitely, definitely have, yeah. And I would say Brendan's voice is really on point. I think he's hit the sweet spot, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, this... It, this has a whole bunch of emotions going through it. Um, Very passionate. You can yeah. listen to this in any type of mood. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely for sure. You know, breakdowns, of course, but they work. You know, it's not formulaic. I think that's the uh-huh. other thing about this band. And I think one of the best parts of Counterparts is they're almost a mix between hardcore, melodic, hardcore, and post-hardcore, where it's hardcore in the length of the tracks and the style. But it's melodic hardcore because of the guitar work. You know, it's not straightforward chugs or anything all the time. They really do a mix of that breakdown with the melodic part in it as well. And because of that melodic part, you almost expect sometimes that when they go into a chorus that there's going to be clean vocals and then there's Mm -hmm. not. And I think that's really interesting, right? Because you're expecting it. You're expecting, you know, Brendan to keep on doing either the uncleans while someone soars over with, you know, those high, clean vocals, and it just doesn't happen. And I don't hear a lot of hardcore bands doing anything like that. No. Like, it sounds uh, maybe uh, frequent for us to say we hardcore and melodic hardcore mix well or mixed on this album, but it's really not as common as what it sounds. Um, This band does it spot on to how we say it um most bands like you said will come in with cleans or be just hardcore this one do you think they benefit from having clean vocals or not i think everyone knows that i do love that kind of mix but okay I, i would agree with that but i think it's also good for hardcore bands to stay hardcore especially with melodic hardcore too i think brendan's voice is so fucking good that you don't need clean vocals in this okay I, maybe I'd like to see them maybe like feature someone sometime and do some cleans, but not change their their sound entirely. That's probably a good idea. You know, it's a nice like, hey, a one off or something. But I don't want them changing too much because their live shows are great and everything they really do is great. I mean, look, I'm super high on counterparts. I love what they're doing. Yeah. And if they did feature someone... One, I would like to hear who you would like to hear featured as a clean vocalist. Two, do you think if it went well, that they would go that direction? No, I think they're doing whatever they want. And really, I can't even think of a clean vocalist I'd want them to have on there. Okay. I really don't because I don't want to even start thinking of that. I like (laughs) counterparts where they are. I have enough bands that I love that have clean vocals and unclean vocals and it's great mixes and everything. But I really don't think they need it. Do you have someone that you would want to hear with them? I would like to hear maybe uh, maybe Rory from Dayseeker. Okay. I would be interested to hear that. That wouldn't be bad. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would assume it's just 
because we can separate things where we have our bands that you know do this, we have our bands that do that. I don't think counterparts need to change because I think they're in their nice little like niche right now. Yeah, that other people aren't. So that's what I would say to that. For sure. So how about we play a little bit of Haunt Me? So once again, that's Counterparts, You're Not You Anymore on Pure Noise Records. Last up, my last love of the week, friend of the show, One-Eyed Doll, Something Wicked EP on Nebulos Records. They are a rock metal band. I love everything about this fucking EP. (laughs) I really do. The first track was a lot different than quote-unquote normal One-Eyed Doll. But then again, you would never call One-Eyed Doll normal. So no, this is not normal. <laughs> yeah, you should really, even though it's a cliche, expect the unexpected when it yeah. comes to them. They are so out there, and Kimberly does whatever the fuck she wants. And I even loved it. There were more electronics than I thought, but it really mm-hmm. worked in that track. And then the remaining four tracks are the rock and metal that I love. So I can't say anything else except for I fucking love this because I know how talented One-Eyed Doll are. So anytime that they make music, I know I'm going to like it. A super fan, you might say, huh? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, not only did I go out of my way to have them on the show, but One-Eyed Doll is still one of my favorite concerts of probably the last 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they're just one of those bands that goes all out, not only with their stage presence, but just the talent that they have. It's just the two of them. It's just Kimberly and Junior. That's it. Mm-hmm. And for them to do the things they do, it's crazy. They act like a do-it-yourself band. I mean, I pre-ordered this with the merch bundle pack when I got it in the mail. It was wrapped all really nice. Like Every single thing had confetti wrapping and stuff. Uh-huh. And there was a personalized note about the EP. Everything was signed. Like It was just so nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's always good to hear, like when bands and they're really just good people. Oh, for sure. And then also add in the talent doing something different than other bands are doing as well. Like the live show is amazing. You should always, always, always go see One Eyed Doll live if you have the chance. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I thought the song Fish Knife was hilarious, though. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're a. <laughs> Why am I saying dude so much? I'm sorry. <laughs> they are way out there. I'm not going to like this is sometimes it's like dance Gavin dance lyrics. It is <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's way out there for sure. But yeah, and I think I said for sure multiple times. But yes, I just loved it still. I can't get over it. <laughs> I, I wasn't what I expected. Um, like I said, fish knife. It was so funny. I, it wasn't bad. It was just nothing I expected. I would normally play fish knife because of that. But I have to play the devil is a boy. Okay. Because I just had this whole EP on repeat. Like I've listened to everything uh-huh. else. This album and Counterparts 
is what I've had so, on repeat over and those over. Those are your and over favorites. Over. Oh, absolutely! Like I really like the movie Life, uh-huh. but my two favorites were definitely of this week: Counterparts, okay. One Eyed Doll. All right. So let's go ahead and take a listen to "The Devil Is a Boy." Fucking rock, man. So once again, that's One Eyed Doll, Something Wicked EP on Nebulos Records. Whew, man. These album reviews, man. They're just so many. (laughs) So many. But we are all set for this week. So I think we only have a smaller list, at least so far, for next week for 929. 36 Crazy Fists, Great American Ghost, Kublai Khan and Sufferer, correct? Yep. Nice. So maybe it'll be a leaner week next week. It should be. (laughs) (laughs) So look, my big standouts this week, One-Eyed Doll and Counterparts for sure. I I would say my standouts would be uh, Counterparts and The Movie Life. There you go. All right. I think that's good. I mean, getting a couple of albums that you love each week is really above average. Oh, definitely. And we liked other stuff as well, but you know, like and love, big difference there. Big difference. Big difference. Plus, there were a lot of things that were pure trash. <laughs> oh, what was the worst this week for you? If you if you had to say which one was just you couldn't do it again. It's got to be sleeping with sirens because I okay. really feel they should be embarrassed. Uh huh. I think that's the thing because I think Enter Shikari are more real than sleeping with sirens are. Okay. Because at least. It seems like Enter the Shikari are trying to say something. Whether or not I think yeah. they're saying it correctly, that's a different story. But I think they are trying to say something. I think Sleeping with Sirens, something happened to them. And they're not telling people what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, they can only write like a child now. Yep. So, all right, man. Well, we made it through album reviews. So let's move on to a quick concert review. Just one concert to go over this week. I went while my mouth was still healing, but I made it through, and I went to see Palisades, My Ticket Home, Hell or High Water, and nothing more. So, how would you rate it? I liked the show a lot. I definitely oh, yeah. did. I thought Palisades were good, for sure. Uh-huh. They seemed a lot different from the last times I've seen them. I've seen them probably five times before. I think this oh, yeah. new album really uh-huh. changed them a little bit. Because they weren't wearing, like, they used to have, like, kind of glitz and glamour. 
with them uh-huh. and it was a little bit more dancey with you know their last few albums it would be that like electronic core mixed with post hardcore metalcore their new okay. album was a little different than that and if i'm not mistaken they actually i think only played i think they only played tracks from the new album oh, okay so it huh. was a little different for me but also i think i missed the first two because when i called to see when the show started the information mm-hmm. was incorrect <laughs> How nice. Yeah, I was a little pissed because they also said Hell or High Water was starting out, not Palisades. So I was very confused when I walked in. I was like, wait a second, what's going on (sighs) here? So I liked what Palisades were doing for sure. It was just strange not to hear their old stuff because I'm so used to that. Yeah. Then My Ticket Home came on and I fucking loved it. I loved it. I think their new stuff is the best stuff Uh that they put out. And I've been a fan since the beginning. So I've liked the whole change that they've made. But their new stuff really plays well live. Okay, so they they matured, like really matured, like like the right way? This one, maybe you can say that. But even then, I think using matured for a band it's such a weird term to use like it really is i understand like you know it's a band who i think matured asking alexandria okay because they started using their guitars a lot more and they changed their lyrical content so sure (laughs) a lot of it has to do with drugs and everything but if you look Uh back at stand up and scream sure we really enjoy belting that shit out Uh but those lyrics were not as mature as the lyrics are now definitely like that's a band that i could say matured but with my ticket home i'm not sure you would say something like that they just evolved their music into something Mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable with and it played well i thought so i think they had the best reaction from the crowd besides nothing more oh good yeah and it was all new. i really want to i really want to see my ticket home live so that's on my list and i know some people have been disappointed you know, I actually got that on Twitter. Uh, Rick, who does the really awesome Ian Hates Conversation images. Okay. He contacted me because he's a fan of My Ticket Home as well. But he was very surprised that they only play new tracks. Okay. But I wasn't. I actually wasn't because they had made the mention before that that's where their sound was. So I figured mm-hmm. it was something like 100th where they were just like, yeah, okay. that's what we're playing now. But I've also heard the new album and it's fucking great. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that helped a lot too. So you would know like the standouts to you. Did they play your standout tracks? They did play a couple of them. I mean, I only Good. got to listen to the album once before going, so that's really not enough to really hit it. But okay. now I've had some time to listen to it some more, so I'm looking forward to when they come back again. But they've always been good live. Okay, I've yet to see them. So you should if you have a chance for sure. Okay. But I would definitely recommend people check out the pre-orders. Make sure you get the album when it comes out. We'll obviously be reviewing it and talking more about it in the future, for sure. Okay, looking forward to that one. Now, Hell or High Water, I had completely forgotten about. <laughs> I don't know. If, do you know them? No, um, no. I know the song by Woe Is Me. But uh... Oh, sure, sure. And this has nothing <laughs> to do with Woe Is Me. It actually is a side project of the drummer of Atreyu. Okay. But here's the deal, oh. though. Their drummer that night had a family emergency and wasn't able to be there. So this was the weird thing for me. They didn't have a drummer, so they had to have other bands have their drummers come up and play for them. So I was a little confused. (laughs) That's different. Yeah, and I was a little confused because I was like, well, if they have to do that, 
then why weren't they the opener since you're not getting the full experience of the band? Yeah, that's that's messed up. That is a little messed up, but I would like to say, though, their lead singer actually went back and sang the entire songs while doing two songs himself back in drums as well, which was very impressive. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. And the lead singer of Nevermore came out and uh-huh. did one of their drum sets as well. Sweet. The only thing I can say about it, though, is Hell or High Water is not my style of music. And I was very but, surprised that they were the, the you know, the second to the last band. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds different. That sounds a little bit off. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. You know, there were plenty of people that uh, were into the band, but that's just not my style. But total respect for them for their lead singer for what he did. Yeah, definitely. And then Nothing More came on and I really enjoyed their set. You were absolutely right. They are very eccentric. on stage (laughs) you know their lead singer came out with just jeans on no did he have a shirt on (laughs) no no he loves not having a shirt on Uh -uh. and look he you can tell he works out so you know all the power to him that's completely fine but (laughs) no socks no shoes nope and then they went through their shit and i enjoyed it i just think because i am not as familiar with their older material that i couldn't get into it as much as a lot of other people were into it. Okay. But they still put on a fucking great show. Yeah, I would imagine. I've seen a couple of their videos or live performance. I'd imagine they're out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's fun. I like a different band, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely recommend. I know this tour is going on for a while. I think that was only their first week of tour. So if you can, I would definitely recommend you go check them out and then also make sure you pre-order and look into getting the new My Ticket Home. It's called yep. Unreal, and it comes out early October. We'll definitely be talking about it. Yeah, they they should come through. Hopefully, they come through Ohio. So I would think so. And then, yeah, pretty much everyone else is on tour right now. Yeah, if you look up your favorite brand right now, there's a very good chance they're on tour or they're are writing an album. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, man. Let's go on to Breakdown from the Past. All right, breakdown from the past time, and we are going to switch it up, and I am going to go first today. All right? All righty. So today, I chose a band that I hadn't thought of for a really long time, and then someone was talking baseball, and they said, Third Strike. <laughs> and it reminded me of the band Third Strike. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you know what? Perfect timing. This works out well. They were a new metal band in the early 2000s. It was new metal slash rap metal. And they were around for a little bit, but they only really had one full-length album, and it was called Lost Angel. And actually did pretty well. And they did Warp Tour, and they did OzFest, and they traveled around. They did a ton of touring. Not sure if it would really make an impact today. Not today, huh? No, but I think they were singing about, you know, like gang violence and a lot of things that went on in their lives. And it actually was unique to the scene to have a band like that. And they did well on tour. Now... What I read about, which I didn't know, was that their lead singer actually died of natural causes at the age of 39. Wow. Yeah, that's really, really weird and sad Uh at the same time. Yeah. So that's very unfortunate, but, you know, he lives on through his music. Yep. So once again, the name of the album is Lost Angel. It came out in 2002, and I'm just going to play the most popular song. It's called No Light. Get up, don't be one, stand up, control 
There we go. All right, Dave, what do you got for us? All right, this one you're going to have to dig deep to find. All right, well, so, let me get the interwebs already. All right, so this... This one's even harder for me to find again. Go ahead. What do you got? The band's called... I hope I'm saying this right. Sleeping with Sirens. Oh! Album, this one was on, was With Ears to See and Eyes to Hear. Interesting. I really, I don't know too much about him. The vocalist seems pretty real with his lyrics. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'd like to hear something, you know. It's been, what, this release in 2010? They yeah. had an album after this, but then it, it, I'm just waiting for more. <laughs> so I'm going to give you Sleeping With Sirens and the song In Case of Emergency, Dial 411. You got it. Man, Dave, I was really rocking out to that. Like, I could hear. You want to hear more, right? Well, yeah, I could hear the drums. I could hear the guitars. Like, it was really well put together. Like, the vocalist has a really good high voice. I just want to hear more. Me too. So you said two albums they had. The other ones. Let's cheers to this. Also, solid album. Um, I just picked this one because it was a little bit older. Yeah. I follow him on all social media. I've been waiting for something. I'm not sure what happened. Did someone leave the band? Yes, time will tell. Some terrible, terrible accident must have happened to them because, yeah, I mean, with a track like that and then let's cheers to this, that sounds like a good album to me. I'm going to have to dive into it. But then to drop off the face of the earth seems really weird. So, yeah, something must have happened to them. I'm yeah. just not sure what. I feel... Like something bad really did happen. It's madness, really. It's madness. I I can't follow it. I mean, I can listen to all the gossip that's been going around, but that's just gossip. There were so many jokes that I wanted to do in one, in one place. I wanted to play the This is Madness clip from All That Remains, and then I wanted to go on with the same kind of joke. But really, we're just being catty here. <laughs> but i like it i like it it is a good point maybe that's a you know what dave you might have stumbled onto a new bit oh what's that i gotta think it through but i'm gonna do it here on the air because look there is one thing that i didn't mention at the top of the show 
but so many people have been stealing from us. Ooh. Oh, it's crazy. You know, from the way that I promote things to segments to all that kind of stuff, you know, interviews, all that kind of stuff. People on other shows and magazines and whatnot steal a lot. So I'm going to say it here on the air just to give them more to take. But maybe it has to be something where we take a band who is completely changed. Okay. And we talk about our favorite albums from them. So it has to be something like a Sleeping With Sirens where you say those Uh first two albums, yeah, great. But then they completely Uh changed. You know, Enter Shikari, that first album really, yeah, and then they completely changed. Like something like that. And then we'll think of, you know, I'll think of a witty title, you know, like I do for most of the stuff. And then we'll go on from there. And then we have a new bit. Yeah, for sure. In loving memory. (laughs) You might have just found the title. That might actually actually work. Well done. Well done. So look, we'll see if anyone else, you know, if that pops up on anyone else's radar to see if another thing has been taken from us. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah, stealing is bad. Don't do that. When you're the best, people are going to try and imitate you. That's just the way it goes. And people can think that's cocky all they want. But really, why would you listen to other shows that just imitate this? It's an excellent point. Doesn't make any sense. These are free better quality we don't pay for likes we don't pay for followers we don't do any of that bullshit so and we're honest with music <laughs> yeah we're really honest i am not i am not going to suck the dick of sleeping with sirens to try and get kellen on the show it's not going to happen no. absolutely not no all right well that is the end of breakdown from the past we might have a brand new bit just out of that so that's great yep but for right now let's end the show All right, Dave, do that thing you do. All right, I'm starting to notice more likes, more commenting, more sharing. So that's good, but more would be better. More is always better. And don't (laughs) steal our stuff. That's not nice. Stealing's wrong. You know that. I have some excellent advice for the end of the show saved for you guys, too. So hopefully everyone listened to me from last week about the whole entire roll up your jeans thing. Dave's advice. Yep. Um, The seasons are coming up. Girls. Girl oh. listeners, oh, guys, tell your girlfriend or girl that is just a friend that Ugg boots aren't cool. <laughs> they look like potatoes on your feet. They're disgusting. Don't wear them. They're not attractive. I don't care how comfortable they are. I don't care how many sheep were killed to make that boot. They are disgusting. Is this a new thing like a caddy moment or something? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> look, we might be biting a bit. If we're doing yep. that from now on, I think. Advice. Dave's advice. Dave's advice. We might have to reformat this so that we're not stealing so <laughs> All I know is they would look better crumpled at the bottom of my bed. <laughs> hey oh 80s jokes. <laughs> All right, we're punch drunk because we have been doing the show for forever. And it's hot in this room again. That is true. But soon enough, it's going to be cold as fuck, so... Yeah, definitely. But anyways, I just want to thank everyone who is listening. I would like to also say, yes, please share the show. If you have friends that like music, interviews, movies, there are three different shows for that. So knock yourself out all for free. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. There are links in the description of the episode, so it's very easy for you to do that. 
And really, yeah, stay tuned because we have a lot of really awesome stuff coming up. I know it seems like there's a lull in Ian hates conversations, but that's because I'm trying to find the right people to be on the show. I think you're really going to like what I have coming up. I have to keep it a surprise, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. Also, there are two episodes of Ian hates movies coming out on it. One is just going to be on the movies themselves with no book spoilers. That's with Kelly. And then there's going to be a part two with Grace Sorensen of Charlatan. I think you guys are really, really going to love that episode. We talked for around four and a half hours. I'm probably going to cut that down. (laughs) But it was mostly on it. And I think you're really, really going to enjoy it a lot. I had a lot of fun. And that was when I was still recovering. And look, I'm still recovering from oral surgery. So any missteps, any mistakes in words and stuff were probably because of that tonight once again. And then, like we said, there were some issues with the Wi-Fi from time to time. I apologize. No, man. It's Wi-Fi stuff. Come on. Everyone knows you know, from listening to the show that sometimes that happens. I think any show where you're doing it pretty much across half the country, things like that are going to happen. Plus, I'm going to work on it anyways. But... I just want to let everyone know, Ian Hates Movies, new episodes coming. Ian Hates Conversations, new episodes coming. I think you're really going to like a lot of the new stuff on its way. So once again, please share with your friends. Rate us five stars in iTunes. Tell people that listen to other shows that just rip us off anyways, why not just listen to the originals? Exactly. And I know maybe it sounds catty, you know, I like that word a lot for tonight. (laughs) Maybe it sounds catty to talk about that stuff. But once again, this is a really honest show. So when I hear about people, you know, biting our stuff and I see the way people promote, all of a sudden they're promoting the way that I do, you know, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm not going to name their shows and I'm not going to do all that because I don't care enough to do that. But I'm still going to bring it up because it is true. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely true. And also that guy from Alt Press will not tweet me back. <laughs> and people, you can go to my timeline and you can find what his Twitter address is. And I'm not saying that you should tweet him, but you can look up every day that I tweet him and see all the really, <laughs> really nice tweets. It's not difficult. It's really not. Sometimes I wish I had a Twitter. Well, I wish he would have played along. Like that would have been a lot more fun and given us a lot more cool fodder to talk about and just nothing. I mean, what a boring person. Yeah. He just he's missing out. He really is because this could have been a lot of fun and he, he just, could've. you know, he's just not a cool person. I don't know. I don't know I don't know how to say it. He just doesn't have a sense of humor. He's not intelligent. He writes like shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could go into more and I hope everyone enjoyed the reference of last week. I don't want to give that away. I would rather people still, you know, try and guess it. But I was very proud of that for sure. So anyways, (laughs) I think I've been rambling far too much now. I have to get on a plane tomorrow morning. Dave, I know you have a lot to get to. So we should call it quits. Hopefully next week will be even better. So Dave, what are your final words for everyone? Don't be a dick, guys. Don't steal our things. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to
Oh